Capital One is a proud partner of the Roden Fellows Program, which provides opportunities to aspiring sports journalists from historically Black colleges and universities to produce content, including this podcast, throughout the year. Capital One supports this program as a part of their larger commitment to the advancement of students from HBCUs. Welcome to the Roden Fellows Podcast. I am your host, Kayla Sweezy, a Roden Fellow and senior multimedia student at Morgan State University. Today's episode will be produced by Calvin Sykes, a Roden Fellow and student at Florida A&M University. Hi, how's it going, guys? So as the regular season of softball is starting to wrap up and we are at the horizon of postseason play and conference tournaments, we wanted to bring some softball student athletes onto the podcast to talk about their experience competing at an HBCU. Being a student athlete myself and playing softball at Morgan, I'm definitely excited to see the evolution of women's sports over my three years of collegiate athletics, but we still have a long way to go. Today, I am joined by Morgan State sophomore pitcher and outfielder, Anaya Hunt. Hi, everyone. I'm also joined by junior outfielder, Mariah Terry from North Carolina A&T. Hi, guys. Excited to be here. And last but not least, I am joined by former Norfolk State and now current North Carolina A&T player, outfielder, Jasmine Hammond. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. So we definitely wanted to just have a casual conversation. Softball is not something we've talked a lot about here at Anscape and throughout our podcast. We just want to jump right into it. I'm going to start with you, Anaya, since you are my teammate, and we just want to preview our season so far. So Anaya, you can speak on this. I can join in as well. But how has the season been so far for the Morgan State Lady Bears? Um, It's definitely been... Um, a long season so far, but it's definitely far from over. Um, I don't know. It's just really fun to, it's my first year here and, um, I love playing, uh, the game here at an HBCU and with all of my teammates, the season has been going really well. We have a winning record and we're currently first place in the MEAC. So that's really exciting. And yeah, I just really love playing here. Yeah. So like Anaya said, we are I think tied for number one in the MEAC right now, which is really exciting because we won MEACs last season. So we're definitely trying to win again. And it's been a really fun season. We have some transfers who came in and that combined with the returners has really been a successful season for us so far. But Mariah, you can answer this next. How's the season been for you guys over at A&T? Hi. So first, I just want to congratulate you guys on your win last season in the MEAC. Um, We've definitely taken a shift uh, now moving to the Big South. So it's been a little different uh, just coming out of the MEAC and moving into a different conference. But I say overall, we're still trying to fight our way to make the Big South tournament. And uh, we had a lot of really good um, incoming freshmen and also a transfer. So Jazz, you want to go ahead and speak a little bit about the season? That's great, too. Yeah, so far this season, it's, it's been great. We had, um, you know, we have our ups and downs, but I think that if we just keep going and keep our heads up, we're, we, are, we are going to finish very strong. So, and we're going to enjoy this season. So, yeah. Yes, and Jazz, I remember you playing at Norfolk State. We definitely played each other, I think, last year and prior to that as well. You were always one of the standout players. What was the transition like from Norfolk State to A&T? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And yes, I always enjoy playing with you guys. Um, The transition from um, going from Norfolk State to North Carolina A&T, it was a pretty smooth transition. You know, it's very different not knowing a lot of people 
here, but the team welcomed me in with open arms. And the coach was a really great coach. So I've had a great experience here so far. I would say academically, it's been tough as I'm a master's student and this school is very challenging. So like, I really am just like appreciating everything that North Carolina ANSI has to offer with the challenges it brings me in the classroom and on the field. That's great to hear. And I'm glad to see you're still playing at HBCU. No, pursuing your higher education, that is awesome. So we are all black women pursuing uh, athletic career in a sport that is, you know, predominantly white. So I have to ask why softball? How did we all get into it? Mariah, we can start with you, but what's your why behind you playing softball? Um, Actually, you kind of just spoke on it a little bit. It's not really where you see like African-Americans playing. And as a kid, it wasn't something where I was the one who was kind of kind of stood out in a sense from other sports, in particular, like basketball, anything like that, where somewhere where black people usually played softball was kind of different. And my parents put me in it just because of that reason. Uh, It's not something you usually see black people playing. And I think it's important that you showcase that this is a sport that we can also play. Um, It's just not televised as much. And we don't really speak about the fact that this isn't something that black people play at a collegiate level and are good at. But I think that it's important that at this level, we kind of showcase it more and get it televised more. But my reason behind it is just be just like you said earlier, um, you don't see a lot of black people playing this sport. So that's kind of my reason behind it. That's awesome. And what about you, Jazz? What's your why? Um, I would say um, my family, like my dad and my uncles, they both are, you know, they both were into baseball. So I kind of fell into their footsteps. And I also played like a lot of other sports as a kid growing up. But I stuck with softball because it was the most challenging sport. So like it brought me the most, you know, challenge. So I stuck with softball. Okay. And for Anaya, I know you transferred from Central Connecticut State, which was a predominantly white school. How does it feel to be at an HBCU now? And you've set some records here and you're definitely doing a good job. You're showing your talent at an HBCU. How does it feel to play at HBCU now? And what's your why to playing softball altogether? Uh, first, thank you for that. Um, initially, I didn't really want to play softball, but then again, I was like seven. Um So my mom ended up convincing me to play because like my friend was playing, but the more that I stayed in it, I realized that it's something that I could work better to get at and that I was kind of better at than what I was playing when I was younger. And it brings me so many friends and teammates and bonds that I can keep for a really long time. Um, The transition from a PWI to an HBCU is definitely where I'm supposed to be here. Um, I did experience a little bit of kind of racism at my last school, and I just knew coming here that I wouldn't have to go through what I did at my other school. Yes, Morgan is definitely, I think, a great place for you. And like I said, you have broken some records. You threw the first perfect game in school history. So can you talk a little bit about that? How are you feeling going into postseason play? How how does that help your confidence as a player? Um, when I was younger, I know I'm talking a lot about younger, but, um, when I threw my first ever pitch, my coach at the time told me that I would never be a pitcher and just told me to go back to whatever I was doing. So since then, I've always worked hard to show people that like, I am good at what I do. And I like to work hard to show people that this is what I do. And this is what I like to do. 
Um, as for the confidence part, I didn't always have it because I wasn't always given the best options. Like some coaches would always overlook my ability and my talents. So that's why I worked hard to do what I uh, can do now. Um, and coming here, it's definitely, I've had the support behind me, which also helps my confidence when I'm in the circle and my mindset and everything like that. Okay, great. And I think there has been a lot of evolution with women in sports. That's really inspiring to me. I have a question for you guys. What do you think has been the overall growth in women's sports on your campuses? And where do you see some room for progress to be made? And we can start with you, Jazz. Yes, um, I believe like just like people coming and showing up to the games, like I feel like the worry has gotten out about softball in general and, you know, just being able to use our social media platforms for things of that sort and just, you know, contacting our the student body and, you know, campus life and just having people come support the games. Like I feel like that has that's grown tremendously, like from my freshman year and there were like really people at the softball games and like going from my freshman year to my junior year, you know, our games were packed with not only like family members, but students that attended the school. Um, and I think that just like to improve that, just like get the word out about it and like, you know, just like bring more attention to softball at, you know, our HBCU schools. Yeah. And what about you, Mariah? Do you see any places that your school can improve or some, room for progress on campus to support women's sports? Um, I actually kind of agree with Jazz a little bit. I feel like from, I know she went to a different school, but from my freshman year to my junior year now, I think there's been a tremendous increase with the student body coming out to kind of showcase how they're supporting softball. They see that we're, we're doing great things out there. Um, our season is turning out pretty well. Like, just getting a little bit of support from the school school overall, I think has been a huge impact on our season and also just a huge impact on the community as well. Um, Someone where I think we have improved is moving up in conferences over, over time has really improved just showcasing that we have a softball team, if that makes sense. So being live streamed on ESPN, um, it's really done a lot for us in terms of fielding and in terms of just getting our getting, letting other people know that we have a softball team at a and A lot of times on campus, you say like, hey, I play softball. They kind of didn't know like, oh, we have a softball team. Like now that we're kind of on ESPN a little bit more and showcasing our talents, uh, it's kind of, it's known more. And I think that's why so many people have come out. Somewhere where I think we could improve is definitely social media wise. Um, we've started this year with our social media page, kind of being more engaged. But on the social media platform, just doing a little bit more to make sure that other people know that are trying to be recruited, that we have a softball team. That's one thing I would say. Okay. And for Anaya, I know it's your first year at Morgan, but how do you feel on the softball team? Do you feel like female athletes are being supported? And where do you think there is some room for improvement at Morgan? Um, I definitely agree with both uh, Jazz and Mariah. Um, More with Mariah with the social media aspect. Um, Going back with the supporting part, I do see lots of people and like parents and other students come out to our games, which is really good. And the social media part, I feel like our page could be more like engaged and like we could do more with our softball page to kind of get more word out. Because I feel like us just reposting the um, the posts like here and there or making our own posts isn't really doing a lot. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think it's really encouraging because I know there's some girls on our team at Morgan who are passionate about social media. I know you are Anaya. So I think in the near future, there will definitely be more engaging content on the Instagram and I think we'll have a bigger reach. So that's super exciting. But I know Mariah, you hit on it a little bit, but shifting to a different conference, I know you guys moved from the MEAC to the Big South. Can you and Jazz talk a little bit about how that competitive shift has changed your style of play? Maybe it hasn't, but what has that transition been like for you two? Um, I can speak first on this. Uh, I personally, Jazz, you can kind of back me up if you feel differently, but I personally feel like we we are undermined in the MEAC as the MEAC in a whole, as a whole, I mean, like all the teams in the MEAC were kind of, they don't, they don't necessarily think we can play with them when we get to the big South. And then once the game starts, they kind of realize, Oh, they can, they can play in this conference. So I feel like we've been undermined a lot during the game when it starts and to the finish. I just feel like we've had, we have a lot to prove if that makes sense, just coming from a smaller conference and entering a bigger one. We have a lot to prove. And I think over some games, we did prove it like we're meant to be here. So I would say uh, I just felt like we were always underestimated starting the season and then entering the game. And then even sometimes we might have felt intimidated. But then when the game started, it's like, oh, we can play with them. So it's it's been a lot of that. Jazz, you can kind of speak on this, too, if you feel differently. Yeah, um, I definitely like it's it's been a shift from the MEAG to the Big South, but I feel as though like. You know, we, we've had some mishaps in our season, but I definitely, um, you know, think that we're going to finish strong. And I don't see, like, a huge difference with the teams from the MEAC um, to the Big South. Like, I don't see, like, a tremendous difference in the teams. But I definitely think that we were, um, you know, looked down on. But I, I didn't let that discourage me. And I don't think the team let that discourage them either. Like, I feel like we had a really great fall season and we just need to like figure out some some things within our team just to like get us going again on our winning streaks okay and question for you Mariah who would you say is your biggest rival in the Big South since you've made that transition I know there's Hampton is it another HBCU who's your biggest rival um I thought our biggest competition was probably Longwood um Jazz, you might feel differently, but I feel like against Longwood, we struggled a little bit hitting-wise. Um, but if we got past that, they were a pretty beatable team, but the pitchers were pretty good. I'll give them that. So I think that was probably our biggest competition. Yes, I definitely agree. That's the first um, That's the first team that came to mind. <laughs> okay, and question for you, Anaya. So playing with you, I've gotten to see you pitch, play the outfield, and hit. I know a lot of players usually hone in on one position aren't and sometimes it's kind of rare to see a pitcher, you know, aspire to do all these different things on the field. So what's your like motivating force or what is your driving factor when it comes to being a multifaceted player on the field? Um, I don't know. I just that's just always what I've been used to doing. And um, personally, I just like to be more you get more value on the team if you know how to play multiple positions and that's what I've always been told growing up so I would I'm a pretty fast runner so I could always be used out in the outfield and also I pitch and I can hit so it's like I can be used in multiple different areas and that's just what I'm used to doing and yeah that's it okay and 
It is your first year and you've seen success pretty early on. You still have a few more years at Morgan after this season. What are your goals for the future and your career at Morgan? Um, I just really think just keep playing how I play and good things will come. Um, I really want my first ring. So that's really what I'm hoping for this year. And it would be great to be able to continue that or at least get another chance at that in my next three years. Um, as for like personal goals and stuff, I do like write things down as I know you do too, Kayla. And um, that's just, just the personal goals that I have for myself. And as far as like records and stuff, my personal motivation is that I could always do better than what I've been doing. Yeah, I definitely feel you with that. Writing down the goals and just like visualizing, manifesting. I love all that type of stuff. So it's great to hear that you've been doing that too. But what are some pregame superstitions you guys have? I know, Jazz, it's your fifth year. So is there anything you've been doing every season, every time you have a game? What are any superstitions you may have? Yes, um, I definitely talk to my dad before each game. You know, he's very um, good with, like, motivational things. I also listen to – I may listen to, like, a motivational speech by Kobe Bryant or other motivational speeches um, on YouTube. I pray. I listen to Meek Mill. I also listen to Jay-Z. I listen to my favorite songs that get me hype. Um, something that I've that I've done a couple times this year, which was different for me, was just like reading um, this daily devotional that my pastor gave me. And, you know, it just basically just encourages you. And like, it's just like something different that you read for each day. So that's something that's helped me this year that, that I've done differently. Okay, and what about you, Mariah? Do you have any pregame rituals? Um, yeah, one I can speak about is I definitely pray before the game, and then I don't know. It's just like a superstition, sort of. I always double knot my shoes. Like I hate when they're loose, so I like tie them real tight and then double knot them. So I would just say praying. Um, try to keep a clear head. Like I take time to myself, sort of. I might go in the bathroom, look in the mirror, look at my myself, and then just sit there for a moment, and then go out like. Try not to be too high. Try not to be too low. So kind of do that and then make sure I double on my shoes and pray. And that's kind of a thing I do every, before every game. Okay, cool. That's funny because I'm definitely with you on the shoes. I always tie my cleats super tight, double knot. I don't know. It just makes me feel better. But Anaya, what about you? What's your pregame ritual? Um, I call my mom before every game and do this little fist bump with the explosion on the end before every game. And just to have her wish me good luck and know that she's always watching. Um, just I do that before every game and we can't have the bats cross. No, none of that. Yes, definitely no bats crossing. So Jazz, you hit on it a little bit talking about music and Meek Mill. What is everyone's walk up song? We can start with you, Mariah. And what's the story behind it? Why would you choose it? My walk up songs by Waka Flocka. Uh, it's like, oh, they do it. Hey, oh, they do it. Um, I just like, like, I feel like it just gets me hype and then you have to calm down. Like once it goes off, like you have to kind of zone in. So I like the hypeness before the song. Cause we can't really play the words. So it's just sort of the instrumental part. And that's like all I need to like be, be where I need to be to like calm down. It's like, okay, everything's good. And then you get in the box and they stop it right before the words come on. And before the words come on, it's like, okay, I'm in a zone. That's why I chose that. And what's your walk-up song jazz? Okay, so this year, 
I changed my walk-up song. It was originally Meek Mill, Dreams and Nightmares, but this year I changed it to Jay-Z, Public Service Announcement. And it basically starts off like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O. And I chose that song because, you know, I wanted to reintroduce myself to the Big South. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Oh, that's great. That's very fitting. And Anaya, what's your walk-up song and what's the story behind it? Um, my walk-up song is Emotionally Scarred by Lil Baby. It's the part it's like, I never call myself a go. I leave that up to the people. Um, there's not really a story behind it, but listening to it, it's like, um, I'm not that kind of cocky person that like goes up there and like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. Um, everybody has their own opinion of what they think. And I just show them what I can do on the field and leave it at that. I love that. And my walk-up song is Touch the Sky by Kanye West. And I don't really have a story behind it other than I heard it in the car and I was like, oh, I forgot about this song and I like it and I think it's hype. So I chose it and I like everyone's selection. So those are great. I'm definitely curious. I'm a big Kelsey Stewart fan. She played at University of Florida. I love her. She is a black woman. So I felt like growing up, it was a perfect person to just want to follow and try to emulate. So I have a question for you, Anaya, first. Is there any Black female athletes that you look up to and that inspired you at a young age? Um, I don't really I don't really have anyone like that, like thinking about when I was younger. But now, like, there's Alicia Ocasio, who, who was a pitcher who also played outfield, who's like, that's like what I do. Um, and just recently, there is Odyssey Alexander, for uh, James Madison. And those are kind of the two women that I really was um, very entertained and inspired by. Yes, I love Alicia Ocasio. So I'm glad you said that. And Jazz, who do you follow, if any, female athletes? Yes, I definitely can agree with Anaya. And um, also like AJ Andrews, she's always been my favorite. Like she's outfielder. I'm an outfielder. And I just love the way she plays fiercely. And I love like how much she gives back to softball in general, like her Instagram. It's always like podcasts about, you know, women empowerment. And I also saw her win the Golden Glove. So she was like a big inspiration to me. And she still is. Yes, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned that as well. I love her. And I love her younger sister, Aaliyah Andrews. So That's awesome. I feel like we all have kind of similar women we look up to. So that's great. What about you, Mariah? I agree the same with Jazz. Um, That's what I was going to say. I just love how I follow her on social media and I kind of just love how she uses her image and her likeness to kind of showcase black talent overall. And then just gives like, I don't know, she has drills she has on there and then words of encouragement. Everything she does is kind of positive energy. So I kind of like that. And then uh, going on earlier, what you said about Odyssey, I think she's a great reflection in today's like, I was just hoping they would win the whole tournament last year. So I thought that was a, a great thing to bring up too. I know I was definitely rooting for JMU last year. It was a great tournament to follow. I just want to say best of luck to all of you ladies. I know the season's wrapping up. I am super grateful for you guys taking the time to talk about your season so far, your experience. I love to shed some light on female athletes, specifically black female athletes. So this was a great conversation. And again, best of luck this season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks to Parker Owens and the ESPN digital audio content team for its continued support of the podcast. Get all of the Roden Fellows podcasts by subscribing to Anscape on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. 
Make sure to join us next time for another HPCU podcast. And don't forget to make Anscape your go-to site for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. Have a great week, everyone.